0: Welcome to Covenant Word of Faith Ministries, where we are no ordinary church. We are moving forward. Every week, transformations are taking place in the lives of people. We hope that you enjoy today's message. Somebody give him some praise this morning. Are you a child of God? God. Amen. Amen. There's nothing to fear when you're a child of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Can somebody say hallelujah? hallelujah? Are you free? Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm free. (laughs) Glory to God. I'm free. How many like free stuff? (laughs) I'm free. Amen. I don't like bondage. Fear is bondage. And a lot of times we don't even realize that we're operating in fear or that fear is something that's a part of our life. Because um, usually it starts out with well, worry. I mean, you know, that fear begins with worry, and we begin worrying about stuff. And some people brag about being, you know, worrying, being a warrior, you know, a uh, champion warrior. <laughs> it's nothing to brag about, y'all. I mean, you know, we shouldn't be a people that worry, because. Worry is a, is a cousin to fear, and it, uh, it's, it's going to do bad things in our lives. And so, Children's Church, you can be dismissed and go to your class and learn about Jesus. Y'all don't give Miss Wendy a hard time today. We need her back next month, too. So, <laughs> glory to God. Well, in one of our devotions, uh, Phyllis and I was doing this week this little first part of it caught my attention and it kind of goes along with what we're dealing with today uh in one sense i think and with uh things that's happening in our world but i just wanted to share this little story about what happened during world war ii y'all remember world war ii (laughs) if you if you had history maybe you learned about (laughs) World War II, it was, a, it was a long time ago, but the American forces in France had a phantom. Somebody turn to your neighbor and say phantom. Y'all know what a phantom is, right? So they had a phantom military outfit, a group called the 23rd Headquarters Special Troops. With careful staging and show business theatrics they impersonated real troops and they created an illusion of military strength to have a strategy to fool the germans for example the mask to mask the true location of their real troops they created fake tanks and other equipment that looked real from the air so they uh they had phantoms and it fooled their enemy it fooled the ones that that were coming at them because from the air they looked at and they said oh look at all those tanks look at look at the troops there over here but really they were in a whole different location and what it got me thinking about is how the enemy our enemy which is satan how he creates these phantoms and he makes things look a certain way and we focus in on that and we begin to look at that it was oh my oh look what's happening look oh and we get to work and, and and he makes these things look like they're so big and and they're gonna destroy our lives or they're going to uh, do things in our lives that, that's going to bring great harm and so forth. And and we begin to get off track of really what is happening. And I think even our government does some things like that quite often where, you know, to get you distracted from what's going on, really, there's other things that they bring to surface and and cause you to, hey, look at this, look at all this going on here. So you'll be distracted from... Something else that's going on. I've seen, you know, I think we've all witnessed that um, here in the last couple of years on a few occasions. And it's uh, it's a trick. It's like a a magician, you know. They they have you looking here, but with this hand, they're doing something else, so that it looks like some kind of magic trick. But really, they're just getting your focus in one area while they're doing something else in another area. Amen. So, I want us to look at uh, Job three twenty five. That's our scripture of the day. That's our scripture to focus in on this week. You may know this scripture by heart. Some people do. Some people may not have ever heard of this scripture because it's in the Old Testament. It's way back there in the book of Job, which is like one of the uh, uh, this like the oldest writing in the Bible. But this is a very powerful scripture. And if, you, if you'll think about it and allow the Spirit of the Lord to reveal this to you, you'll see that this is something the enemy was using on Job in that day and the same thing he uses on us today. Job 3.25 says, For the thing I greatly feared has come upon me, and that I dreaded has happened to me. How many ever heard somebody uh, say, I was afraid that was going to happen? Well, maybe, maybe you said that yourself. Maybe there's something, you know, you've been worrying about or whatever, or fearing would happen. And then all of a sudden, you know, you said, I was afraid that was going to happen. Without realizing that the fearing of it actually opens up the door for it to happen. See, it's a spiritual law, and the enemy knows this spiritual law, and he's been using it forever on us, on us humans, and he knows this is a spiritual law, and if he can get you worrying and in fear about something, then you, in essence, are opening up the door for that to happen, and that's what happened with Job. Job was a very righteous man. He was a God-fearing man, the Bible tells us. But there was a day that the angels presented themselves to God. And Satan presented himself as well. And he was on the earth going to and fro. And and, and Satan began to accuse um, God of, of blessing Job. And, and Job uh, really receiving those blessings and being blessed. Just because he was a righteous person of God. And Job... Satan actually began to uh, accuse Job of really not fearing God. And if God would come against him, if God would let some suffering happen, if God would let something bad happen to Job, that Job would turn on God. He is an accuser of the brethren, he's an accuser of those that are truly serving God. And God said, No. I don't believe he will. Now, some people, you know, get this mixed up and they say, Well, you know, God allowed Satan to bring this suffering in Job's life. Well, in essence, he did. But what God did is said, Satan, you know, you're on the earth and right now, you know, you, you're in charge there. They, you know, because of what Adam and Eve did, you, you have authority there. And Satan began to come against Job. And he began to come against his children. His children were killed in a, in a bad storm. He, he began to come against all of his flock. His flocks were destroyed, which was his finances. He come against his finances. And then he began to attack his body. And, and, and his body uh, began to have these sores all over it. And he began to have health issues. And then he began to have marital problems. You know, his wife began to say, look, Job, why don't you just curse God and die? <laughs> you know, I mean, you got all this stuff happening and you need to just go on. In. And Job's like, you're a crazy woman. <laughs> I'm not going to curse. So he's having having marital problems. I don't know about you, but if you ever look at your wife and say, you're a crazy woman. You got, you got some problems going on. <laughs> you know. And I don't know about you wives, but if you ever looked at your husband and said, would you just curse God and die? <laughs> I mean, you got some marital issues going on. <laughs> So Job had all that. He was under attack. And the Bible is very clear in chapter 1 of the book of Job. Of who is doing the attacking here. It's not God. But it's Satan. But here's here's the problem. You see Job had no authority over Satan. Job couldn't say. Oh in the name of Jesus I come against you Satan from attacking my finances. Attacking my children. Attacking my wife. Now he couldn't do that, could he? Because Job is on this side of the cross. This side of the cross. He's over here. Oh, okay. I get out of the camera. I'm sorry. He's, he's over here, right? Before the cross. He's over here where... He's up under the umbrella protection of God. And if you read that, God said, you know, he, he's under your authority, Satan, but you can't take him. You can't kill him. You cannot take his life. So God put a, put a, a limit on what Satan was able to do. But they were under the umbrella protection of God. They, they had no authority over Satan. They could not bind Satan. You, you won't find on this side of the cross... You won't find any place where it says take authority over the devil. Because they couldn't do it. However, we know what Jesus did. And we know that when Jesus hung on the cross, he defeated Satan. In other words, he took that authority away from Satan. He didn't just give it to the world. He didn't just give it to everybody and Everybody that just says they're Christian. And but yet they're living something different. But what he gave it to is the believers in Christ. His followers. Jesus took that authority from Satan. And he, and, and he said, okay, from this point on. In my name, you can bind Satan. In my name, you can take authority over him. Okay, so Job was over here. And he didn't have that. But there's a spiritual law that Satan knew that he could use on Job. And this spiritual law is still working on this side of the cross. Even though we as Christians have authority. This spiritual law that says if you will fear If Satan can get you to fear, then the door for it can be opened. And he still uses that spiritual law today. You may have heard this, fear, the acronym for fear, false evidence appearing real. That's exactly how phantom works. It's false evidence appearing real. And that's what the enemy does. He brings about things in our lives. And he, and, and he puts things in our heads. He, he gives us these imaginations. Perhaps of uh, somebody don't like you. They just don't like you. And, and these imaginations start building in your head. Well, I wonder why they don't like me. And you see them over there talking to the friend. Oh, they're they talking about me. I just know they're talking about me. Because when I walked by they they quit talking, so I know they was talking about me, and these phantoms start building up, you know and 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 they and and you start feeling like, well, you know, everybody's against me. Have you ever uh seen somebody play a trick on somebody and uh A group of them say, okay, when they come in, let's just tell, let's say, oh, what's wrong with you? You look sick today. Oh, and and you have three or four of them. You know, they got it planned out. And somebody walks in and and, and the first one's, are you okay today? You look rough today. Are you sick? No, I'm fine. Nothing wrong with me. And then they go on and the next person comes up to, oh, you look sick. Is something wrong? And after about the third or fourth person, they're like, man, something must be wrong with me. You know, I am kind of feeling a little sick. and, And before you know it, they have been convinced that they are sick. Phantoms. The enemy brings up these phantoms in your life, all around you. Worries about Finances, worried about are we going to have enough? Worried about what's going to happen in the world. I mean, when you have a president that comes out and says, well, there's going to be uh, over there, there's going to be food shortage, over here, and well, here too, you know. I'm sorry, but we need, I pray for our president, I really do. But what it causes is fear. And it causes people to start worrying about stuff. And, and people begin, when they get to worrying about stuff and fearing and stuff, they turn to panic. You know, back in uh, 2020, we, we went to Sam's and uh, we'd missed whatever announcement that was made that day. And so we were there to get stuff of here, you know, and, and we were... And we couldn't even hardly find a place to park to start with. I was like, man, what the, what's all these people doing at Sam's today? And, and so we park and we go in and there's like, you know, three or four times as many people as normal is in there. And, and the buggies are all piled full, mostly toilet paper and, and all this stuff, you know. And, and we're like, what is going on? And it was like the first announcement that, you know, there could be some lockdowns coming up. You know, whatever. And people went out and they were panicking. And they were panicked buying stuff. And, and that's what happens when people begin to worry. And they begin to fret over announcements and things that were said. I mean, I, I mean, it would, I mean, you know, we just, you know, it's, it's not that hard to fall right in with the rest of the crowd. You know, when, when the herd starts running, it's like, well, we better run too, you know. What's going on? And therefore, a short period is when, you know, I begin to think, oh, my goodness, what's going to happen here? What's going to happen to us? And if this happens and that happens and and the income is shut off from here and here and all this stuff. And 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 that's when, you know, I begin to start making some plans for some different things, you know, that was going to affect the ministry and affect my life and my family. And 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 all of a sudden, you know, I had a just a calm down. It's like I heard the spirit of Lord said, calm down. Just calm down. I mean, no, know, we need to just calm down sometimes. And listen to what the Spirit says. And I calmed down. And, and the Spirit said, don't make a permanent decision in a temporary situation. And that's what happens so many times when people are get into that panic and fear. Is they begin to make decisions that are permanent. That, that, that's going to affect them in a permanent way. But yet they're in a temporary situation. You see, here's what happened with Job. He was worried about something that was going to happen to his children. He was was afraid that something was going to happen to them. And he was a priest. And the priests were supposed to come once a year and and make sacrifices and so forth for their family, for their community and so forth. But Job was doing it more than once a year. He was regularly doing it, probably you know, on a once a, a week basis. He was sacrificing and said, "Oh, I don't want nothing to happen to my children. Oh, perhaps they get over there drinking and partying, and 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 something bad happened to them. So you know, he's sacrificing for them. Oh, God, forgive them for for their sins, and he's sacrificing. What he's doing really is he's worrying over them. Now he's doing spiritual things." But he's worried. The spiritual things that he's doing is really an act of fear and worry. See, a lot of times we as Christians can can do spiritual things, and we say, "Oh, oh, I'm just going to pray for him." Oh, Lord God, oh God, don't let nothing happen to my child. Oh Lord, don't let this. Oh, don't. And really, instead of it being a prayer, it's it's more of a worry, because the Bible tells us, you know, when. We come before God in prayer that we're to come with thanksgiving. We're we're to be thanking God. That he is big enough, he's great enough that this thing that, you know, that that I'm thinking about is not even going to happen. Because most of the time it don't happen. Do you know 99% of the things that we worry about don't never happen? They don't. So Job was making these sacrifices for his children day in and day out, week by week. And he was worrying over his children. And what it did was it opened up the door to the enemy. Not only to bring the thing upon his children that he was fearing, but upon his health, upon his finances, and upon his relationship with his wife. Now, if you think about it a minute in your life, probably everybody that I'm speaking with and everybody watching online, in the in the last just say six months, you've been under attack in one of those four areas. Either with your health, with your finances, with a relationship, some area of your life, you've been under attack. Your children. Those are the four areas that the enemy constantly attacks. And he starts out by getting you to worry over it. Oh, I'm just worried that something's going to happen to them. I'm just worried over my finances. I'm just worried over this and I'm worried over that. And, and, and it doesn't do you any good whatsoever. It's a waste of time to be worrying. Amen? Can I get a hallelujah? Hallelujah. Now, I want to share some worry quotes that uh, I saw this week that I, I thought was interesting. And I want us to bring those up. There's six different quotes. The first one is, hallelujah, worrying is using your imagination to create something you don't want. Think about that for a second worrying the enemy gets you to use your imagination to create something that you don't want you don't want anything bad to happen to your children you don't want to have a lack in finances nobody wants to have health issues nobody wants to have a a, a attack on their marriage I don't know too many husbands and wives that just, you know, want to fight. Sometimes I wonder about some, you know. <laughs> we, years ago, we used to have different friends and it seemed like, you know, we'd get together and, and uh, one of them would, you know, was just telling a little story about something that happened, you know, a week ago or whatever. And, and the wife would start out and she'd start... Telling a little part about it. Whatever. And he'd say. No, no, no. That's not the way it happened. No, you got that part wrong now. And she said. You know. And they'd get to arguing back and forth. Over some little detail. On this little story. And you know. We'd say. Look. That don't even matter. Just finish your story. <laughs> you know. I mean. They're ready to fight over. You know. Some little detail about it. But worrying is using your imagination. Or the enemy. Using your Imagination. To create something. Do you know you can create something with your imagination? See, imagination is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. You ever seen your little, little child over there and they've got the little blocks and they're just imagining building this, you know, thing, whatever it is. And you're just like, hey, that's good. They're using their imagination. That's a good thing. But, you know, the enemy can use our imagination for bad things or, or try to get us to use it for a bad thing. And these are these some of the things that he does. He's, he begins to get you worrying over this stuff and, and imagining something that's going to happen that you really don't want to happen. But yet, when you begin to do that, you are bringing a creation to that very thing that you don't want to happen. All right, let's go to the next one. So, a day of worry is more exhausting than a week of work. <laughs> One day of worrying. That's the reason some people, I think every time you see them, you ask them, how you doing? They're tired all the time. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I'm like, how can you be so tired every time I see you? (laughs) Every day. I mean, I understand, you know, there's hard days at work. There's some days that, you know, you're, you're, you're really physically tired. But, you know, I mean, how can that be all the time? Some people they hadn't even worked that day. They've been off all day long. You had, hey, how you doing today? Oh, I'm tired. I'm so exhausted. Oh, it's just been a oh a terrible, exhausted week. It's because I've been worrying a lot. It's not because of the work. It's not because of of, of running the machine or driving the school bus or <laughs> building something, you know, electrical. Putting something electrical together. No. It's, it's, it's called worry. It's called being afraid. There's an attack on my marriage. I'm worried about it. There's an attack on my finances. I'm worried about them. All of that worry. All that worry. Is causing you to be exhausted. Alright. Let's go to the next one. 99% of things. I already said that. You worry about. Never happen. 99%. How many would make an investment if it, if it told you it's 99% chance you're going to lose? I don't think too many people would make that investment, wouldn't they? But people are making investments in these worries over these things that they've heard, and 99% of it will never happen. Let's go to the next one. You can destroy your now by worrying about your tomorrow i thought that was a good quote you can actually destroy your now by worrying about tomorrow the things that you're worrying about that might happen a month from now six months now a year from now you can actually destroy your right now living your right now see i feel like i really think we need to be like joseph And if you know the story of Joseph and and how that he was in Egypt and God revealed that there was going to be a famine that came. There was going to be seven years plenty and then there was going to be famine. And he shared that or interpreted the dream for Pharaoh and Pharaoh said, hey, we need you in charge then. And you don't see where Joseph was in fear. You don't see where he was. He was all worried about it. He just had a plan. He just laid out a plan. And he said, Look, we got seven years. We're going to collect a certain percentage off all the crops. We're going to, build, we're going to put these uh, silos up. And we're going to put grain in these silos. And we're going to store it up so that those seven years that's going to come. He wasn't trying to change that the seven years of famine was going to come. He was just in preparation. And when those seven years of famine came, you don't see Joseph in fear over it because he was prepared. See there's a difference in sitting around worrying about stuff and, 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 and oh my goodness, oh my goodness, what's gonna happen? And just make preparation. That's all you gotta do. I I woke up early Saturday morning. Um we we didn't get in bed till like one o'clock, I think. And two o'clock, two o'clock Saturday morning. And so we we were having a men's meeting. So I had my alarm set for seven thirty so I could get up. And I'd be out the door by 8. And I would uh, be ready to pick up opiate at 8.30. And we'd be at IHOP by 9. So I had it all laid out and planned out. But God had a different plan, I guess. So I woke up at like, uh, was it 6.30? I believe it was. So 6.30, I woke up an hour before the alarm. And I'd only been asleep for, what, four and a half hours. But when I woke up, all it was on my... It was like, my, my mind was like, you need to learn how to bake bread. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? Why I need to learn how to bake bread? <laughs> why you want to be talking to me at 6.30 in the morning about baking bread? He said, you know, he said, well, there's going to be a bread shortage about this time next year. And you know how you love sandwiches. Because when we first started keto and we didn't have any keto bread, I was making sandwiches out of... Out of uh, out of uh, lettuce, lettuce was my bread. That don't work good, y'all. And then, wh- then I started. We started making some kind of keto bread out of uh, eggs and some almond flour or whatever it was. And that stuff falling apart everywhere. And that don't make good bread. <laughs> and I, st- I mean, we struggled there for a few months. I did. Now Phyllis didn't so much because she don't eat sandwiches that much. But I was like, man. And 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 then, uh, but. All of a sudden, you know, this is coming to my mind. I need to learn how to bake bread. i got to get with Miss Barbara, Barber. And i got to make bread. I'm going to get me a little bread slicer. So, you know, I'm not concerned about we ain't going to have no wheat in six months. And, and they, ain't, they ain't growing no wheat this year because, you know, a big part of the wheat comes from Ukraine and um, Russia and all that. So, and, you know, yeah, there's, there's gonna, I, I feel confident that there's probably going to be a bread shortage. But I'm not going to worry about that. I'm, g- I'm just going to prepare. <laughs> I'm going to learn how to make bread. <laughs> and I'm going to have my little bread cutter and a little, one of them little bread oven things or whatever. I'm going to go ahead and get them before they get too high. Because <laughs> next fall when, the, when they can't get no bread, bread, them little bread things right now that you can get for about $40, bucks, they are going to probably be $80, $100, $200 <laughs> if you can find one. If that happens, it may not happen. I don't know. I don't know. They might learn how to make make bread out of corn or something. And, you know, cornbread, what what an idea. (laughs) Have you ever tried to make a sandwich out of cornbread, though? (laughs) That just don't work too good, does it? So, anyway, you don't worry and fear over stuff. You prepare. That's all you got to do. Just make preparation. Do some adjustment, whatever, you know. Learn how to do something. And, uh, and, and, and then, you know, store up a little bit, whatever you feel like you need to do, and just be prepared. Don't live a life of worry and fear. Live for Jesus. And, hey, the other thing you can factor in, Jesus may come back before the fall of the year. <laughs> he may come back next week. He may come back before I even get through today. I mean, any time now Jesus can come back for the rapture of the church, I truly believe. So you have to factor that in. So if if you're raptured away, you ain't got to worry about bread no way. You ain't got to worry about groceries or or any of the other stuff. So anyway, you prepare. Your number one preparation needs to be, my heart's right with Jesus. I'm ready if he comes back now or if he don't come back for another hundred years. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. And in the meantime, I'm going to occupy, which means be busy at work. I'm going to be busy at work. I'm going to be busy sharing the gospel. I'm going to be busy doing the things of ministry that God has called us to do. And I'm going to be busy at, uh, doing a little preparation, too. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably be getting me a bread, bread oven and learn the ingredients and, and all that. But that's all right. You do what you need to do for preparation. Amen. It's good to have some extra food stored up, it's okay to have some extra toilet paper. Just don't buy the whole store, you know. <laughs> It's all right. Praise the Lord. Some of y'all looking at me like, what are you even talking about? (laughs) I'm talking about the phantoms of the enemy. And how we are to overcome those phantoms and and, and not allow those things to distract us from what God has called us to do. So, in closing, three things that we need to do. What what, what, What can you do about it? We all deal with these worrisome thoughts. We all deal with fear on, on some level or another. But what can we do about it? Number one, recognize the phantoms of the enemy. See, if you don't recognize them, the enemy's already got the upper hand on you. If the phantoms are there and you think they're real, then you're going you're gonna to get involved with that. So you've got to recognize the phantoms you got to recognize when the enemy is is putting something in your head. They're probably not talking about you. They're talking about, you know, what they did at, at, at Walmart yesterday or whatever. So don't worry about all that stuff. Don't worry about whether somebody likes you or don't like you. All that. They're phantoms of the enemy. Number two, cast them down in the name of Jesus. Amen. Once you recognize the phantom, once you recognize, wait a minute, this is is not real. This is a lie from the enemy. And and I'm not going to allow this to stay in my thought life. So I cast it down in the name of Jesus. Now, of course, you can't do that if you don't belong to Jesus. But if you belong to Jesus and you're a believer in Christ, then you have authority to do that. And you can cast down those phantoms, those, those imaginations that the enemy is, is doing in your head. Trying to make a mountain out of a molehill. Trying to get you to worry and fear about something that probably never will even happen. And number three, refuse to give place to the enemy. Even in your thoughts. See, nobody can see your thoughts. Yeah, nobody, but God can. God can see our thoughts. And the enemy is so good at pulling back an arrow and shooting a thought into your mind. And if you refuse to dwell on those thoughts after you have cast it down, after you've realized, hey, this is a phantom of the enemy. I don't have to put up with this. I don't have to put up with. The enemy putting these thoughts in my mind that we're not going to have enough and all this stuff. I'm going to cast those thoughts down in the name of Jesus. And now I'm going to refuse to give the enemy place in my thoughts, in any area of my life. Don't give him a foothold. Don't, don't even give him a toehold. Don't give him any area whatsoever. The moment that you realize he's messing with your mind, you've got to take authority over it right then. And if you have to get up and say in the name of Jesus and, and stomp your feet and put it up under your feet and say, No, in the name of Jesus, you're not, you're not going to take out my children. In the name of Jesus, you're not going to take out my health. In the name of Jesus, you're not going to take out my finances. In the name of Jesus, you're not going to mess with my marriage. Amen. Come on. (laughs) Can somebody say hallelujah? Y'all stand this morning. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Phantoms of the enemy. What if this whole thing going on in the world was just a phantom? Now I know it's not because there's real lives that are being destroyed and many lives, innocent, innocent lives involved in that. But there's things that happen around, there's things that happen in this world that are phantoms. And there's things in your own personal life that the enemy tries to get you to think it's going to happen Especially with your children. You know, that's a, that's a big area that the enemy works. Something happening to your child. And nobody, nobody wants anything bad to happen to their child. So don't assist the enemy by worrying and fearing that something will happen to your child. Here's, a, here's what you do. You, you pray... And you thank God that your child has angels encamped around about him, because of your relationship with Him, there have been angels assigned to you and assigned to your children. Amen. Hallelujah. There's angels assigned to them. And the Bible tells us what moves an angel. Your words and they hearken to the voice of God's word according to psalms 103 they hearken to the voice of God's word so when you're when you're not worrying and you're giving voice to god's word concerning your child and you're speaking over your child the protection of god the angels of god surrounding them and you're thanking god for his protection over them you you are releasing the angels and you're binding up satan from being able to bring that destruction but when you get into that worry, oh, I'm just so worried something bad's gonna happen to my child. Oh, I'm just so worried. They get in that car. I'm just worried about what's gonna happen in that car. Oh, I'm just worried. You know, you know, what 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 are you doing? You're not you're not releasing angels. Your angels standing over there. The angels that want to protect your child, they're standing over there with their arms, but they can't do anything with that. But the enemy, on the other hand that's an open door for him so we have to learn this thing we have to realize hey i I don't want to assist the enemy in any area of my life amen he he's he is a a a, 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 he's my enemy (laughs) you know he comes to what steal kill and destroy i i don't want that but what i want is what jesus said he came to do and what is that life in it more abundantly amen we can't have that abundant life if we're spending our time worrying amen hallelujah Hallelujah. so you pray and you speak the word of god and you release angels same thing happens with your finances same thing happens with your health amen you speak the word of God over yourself, over, over your body. You speak to your body. You tell your body you're going to line up with the word of God. Amen. You are, you are healed by the stripes of Jesus. Praise the Lord. You, got to, you have to speak that. That's what uh, Wednesday night was, you know, that, that speaking faith. Stating faith. Same difference, right? <laughs> Stating faith. You've got to make a statement, right? You've got to speak and make a statement. Amen. Some people said, you know, well, I don't believe in all that speaking stuff. And y'all make them confessions every week. Every week. Say, I believe I'm getting a raise. I don't never get, I don't never get a raise. Well, you don't come up in here telling our folks they don't never get a raise. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> hey, hardly a week goes by somebody ain't getting a raise. Amen. Well, it don't never happen to me. I don't never get a raise. Well... Maybe it's because you keep on speaking that. <laughs> Maybe if you quit speaking that and start getting in agreement, praise God, that you get raises. God's good to you. His favor's on your life. Amen. Amen. Debts are demolished. Praise the Lord. You see, you learn. You learn to speak those things. And, and, and the enemy don't have that upper hand on you. He can't get you into worry and fear over all that stuff. Because you've you've learned some things. Amen. You've learned how to speak the word. You've learned how how God can be at work in your life. How the angels can be at work. Things are happening all around your life. Amen. Good things. Good things coming. Amen. Hallelujah. Good things coming to you. I, I speak that to you watching online. Good things coming to you. Just keep speaking the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You mean in a world like what, all this mess going on in this world? Yeah, in this right where you at, in this world that you live in. Good things are happening. Amen. Don't believe everything that you see on the Internet. Amen. There's some phantoms on the Internet. <laughs> Amen. There's some, there's some phantom ads that come up. Oh, you can get this patio set and all this stuff. 70 $70. <laughs> I said, I said, you're crazy woman. <laughs> she said, well, I'm gonna go for it anyway. <laughs> I said, that's a phantom. <laughs> Beautiful car. I mean it ain't got a scratch on <laughs> it, you know, fifty thousand miles. You know, they don't want about a thousand dollars for it. That's a phantom. They want they want to they want to trap you into something. Hey, Amen. All kind of phantoms out in this world. You got your money back, praise the Lord, because you're blessed, you're a tither, and we send, you know, the the uh, devourers rebuke, Amen. But listen, the enemy wants to set up all these things in order to get access to your life. You know, he'll get you. Have you ever had that flip chart about you know you had a little little ache? You know some kind of little ache and you say, man what's this little ache what i do and then all of a sudden this this, this flip chart comes up it says, says uh oh they're gonna have to amputate your uh arm <laughs> huh no they, they ain't gonna take my arm off i know oh flip the chart you got cancer then uh uh-uh, no 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 i knew I, no, I ain't got cancer i know flip the chart gonna pull up something else and then all of a sudden you said well you know what that does kind of run in my family don't it oh that's something grandma had and great-grandma and you know we was at the family get together and they said you, you know it it just hits every generation oh, every other generation you see the bible tells us god's people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge it didn't save the people in the world but god's people Are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. And when you get knowledge. Of these things. You learn not to get in agreement with everything. You learn you don't believe everything you hear on the news. You don't believe everything you see on the internet. You don't believe everything somebody says. Amen. What do you believe? The word of God. Amen. You believe that word. God bless you watching online. We love you. Listen if you got a prayer request. Or anything we can do for you please send it in and let us know. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord, hey, y'all, there's people watch that we don't never know watches. Y'all know that? I had a guy from Montgomery. Hey, y'all can't just cut me off. Cause my time's up, you know? Let me finish, please. <laughs> I was right in the midst of a sentence. Oh Lord, help us. Yeah, he didn't. <laughs> but this guy from Montgomery said, "I've been watching y'all's services and enjoying them, and so, and so forth." And you know, and I'm like, we have never seen him show up on the on the list up there. You know, uh, as, as somebody's been watching, so we never know. We never know who's watching. So there may be somebody watching that's not saved. And we want to pray with you right now that you will receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And there may be somebody here today that's not saved, don't have that relationship with the Lord. Pray this prayer, mean it in your heart, and you will be born again. Let's pray this together. Say, Heavenly Father, I come before you today. Thank you, Father, that you have given me the choice to make for you. I receive Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. I confess with my mouth that Jesus is my Lord. And from this day forward, I want to live for you, God. Thank you for the authority you have given me over Satan. I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to be in fear. Thank you, Father. For a good life, a well life, blessed finances, blessed marriage, all areas of my life. My children are blessed. They're smart. They're protected. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Come on. Somebody give him praise this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you all for watching online. Praise God. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the message received from the Lord. If you would like to give into this ministry, you can go to our website at www.turnaroundcc.org/give.